All right, we have officially started. That was just a little bit of pre-show banter. But anyways, welcome back, everyone. NBA Wednesday, Jack, Tom, Tom, Jack. We're doing it virtual here, so we'll see how this goes. Thomas is out of town, but we still have a jam-packed show. We are virtual today. We still have got a lot to get into, a little bit of John Morant. We got a little start bench cut to get into. And then you never know, Thomas and I might go off the rails and start talking about college basketball. Who knows? But anyways, Tom... Good to get you back, my friend. How's it going? Good. Glad to be back. Ready to talk some NBA hoops. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's always a great Wednesday when you can talk NBA basketball. It, it's, there's nothing better. There's nothing especially better. When John, especially when John Moran is doing his thing. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Well, you want to get the party started? We'll get things rocking and rolling. Yeah, dude. Let's rock and roll. All right. So we're going to kick it off. First and foremost, folks, we want to dive into John Moran because... He has just taken over the NBA by storm, okay? He's all over the place. He's putting the Memphis Grizzlies on the map, making them relevant. They're one of the top five teams in the West. And he had the most unbelievable performance. And, Tom, while your little thing is starting to circle here, there we go. You were were loading for a second, but now you're not loading. While you give your opinion of his performance the other night, I'm going to look at these stats here because I want to read you the stat line that this man put up the other night. But I want to hear your thoughts about the 52-point performance he had, the unbelievable posterizing dunk, and then also the halftime buzzer beater uh, that he had right before the half. I mean, it was insane. I, I, I just I just can't believe it. Like, he's he's insane. Like, so first, the, the dunk happened, and I saw that. I really wanted to watch the game, but he's not on national TV all the time. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But that dunk was absolutely insane. That reminded me of that Vince Carter dunk when he, I don't know who the dude was, just dunked all over him in the Olympics. And so I got flashbacks to that, and I was just, it was insane. Not only does that happen, then then Steven Adams throws a freaking laser beam from the out-of-bounds line underneath the opposite hoop all the way down to the other side of the court. John Morant, like, alley-oops it in the air and puts it in. It was the craziest thing I think I've ever seen. I was just, I was beside myself. And then I kept watching some other heights. I think earlier or later in the game, he shoots like from dang near half court and just drills a three. I mean, he's one of the most exciting young NBA players. I mean, if you're the NBA, your future looks bright. I'd be very happy if I was Adam Silver right now. There's a lot of good players, and John Morant is a star for the ages. Well, I also think that the NBA is in such a good place because they have other leagues, and we're not going to get into the, you know, we can get down that rabbit hole another day, but leagues like the MLB that are right now a mess, right? I mean, they're literally a mess. So, like, you know, the NBA right now looks really good, and everything that I'm hearing is the future of the NBA looks very good. But I want to get into his stat line, okay? Are you ready for this? Have you looked at his stat line? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Okay. it's, It's nuts. Okay. For the folks at home that are listening or watching, John Morant the other night, I'll pull up the exact date so I'm I'm accurate. 228, so February 28th, so that was Monday, Okay. As everybody who may or may not know had 50, he had 52 points. He shot the ball 30 times, okay? 30 times, had 52 points. He was 22 of 30 from the field. That's 73.3%, and you're producing 52 points on 70% shooting. That's disgusting. That's gross. I mean, there's just no other way that you can look at that. Like, if I was given 30 shots, okay, I would maybe make like, eight, like 10, you know, nothing crazy, like 30%, whatever. Okay. Good. 
clap it up. Good for you, right? 73%. It's He's insane. I just – I, I want to watch more of it, and that's another issue that I have. I'm a huge Lakers fan. I cannot stand watching the Lakers. Get them off of my TV. I do not want to watch them. I want to watch John Rant. I've been thinking this the last couple months. I want to see him. I want to see the box play. I want to watch Trey Young. Um, at the box, I mean, you were mentioning this the other day. They get all kinds of airtime now. Part of it's because they're good. So you know what? Memphis is dang good. Put them up there. What, what, are, what are they in the West right now? They're they at least are, top three. They're, they're, they're third. They should be on TV, national TV, at least every other week. Oh, I agree, 100%. They have it. It's, the games on national TV are far and few between. Well, I, I was saying this to you earlier on the phone when we had our little pre-production meeting, um, and I said that you know the reason why the Bucks are in the situation in which they're in, obviously winning the NBA championship, but they have a player that's polarizing like Giannis. And he, I think, kind of has started this trend of bringing attention to these smaller market teams that would otherwise not get any attention. And I think the next player to fall in that same category is Jaw. What he's doing for the city of Memphis, for the team, like you said, like he's bringing so much publicity to this franchise that would otherwise not have any publicity towards it, right? I mean, the Memphis Grizzlies, let's face it, right? Growing up, we were not very, nobody knew what was going on with the Memphis Grizzlies, right? They were not a team that you talked about. Now there's a lot of reason to talk about them, and it's simply because of this one individual, and he is just absolutely dominating. Yeah, and it's an interesting point. You bring up small market teams, and I think what, like in the 80s, right? We didn't have Snapchat. We didn't have TikTok. We didn't have House of Highlights, Ball is Life, you know, filming all these guys. And now it's a matter of, or they have the ability to market themselves, right? They have their own platform on social media. The NBA is able to promote them. And at the same time, it's like they can have that exposure to other fans across the U.S. and across the globe, right? Think about this in the 50s. Our grandparents ran up, right? They only saw what they read on the newspaper, um, or heard on the radio, right? And then TV started coming out. You know, it's easier to become fans uh, through technology, right? You don't have to be in that city. And so I think the NBA is in a really good spot. I mean, Mark Cuban is actually talking about this, right? Each player has their own brand. So, I mean, you get a high-flying player like that, and he can promote himself. I mean, you don't need L.A. You don't need these cities with millions and millions of people to support your team. You can have somebody in Alaska that's a huge fan of the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I'm a perfect example of that, right? I mean, I'm I'm from Washington D.C. and I love the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's really easy now to become a fan of teams. I think across the, the country. And, yeah. I mean, think of think of even soccer, right? I know that that's a little bit off topic, but I mean, we have all kinds of friends that love watching soccer, right? And part of that is because of social media. Same thing with the NBA. I mean, they really want to grow the game the nfl does the same thing they go play in the uk and those fans can stay up to date not only because of live broadcast but because they can connect with these players on somewhat of a personal level right i mean they post to their instagram they post to social media and can communicate it right i mean think about how many players have a youtube channel right um it's very true so i think that i mean i, I can't think of any any nba players off the top of my head but bryson dechambeau i mean i always see him on youtube i mean that's another big platform so i think social media plays an interesting part um in some of these smaller market teams oh yeah uh, absolutely a hundred percent it does what'd you say 
we have a little technical technical difficulties? Thomas? A little bit. A little bit? Okay, yeah. My 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 phone flashed it has twenty percent. I was I was very terrible today and did not charge my phone very much. Uh <laughs> yeah, but uh yeah, that was that was probably what the re- the issue was. What'd you say? Uh oh. Uh oh, are we having some technical difficulty? Hold on, let me let me take off the Wi Fi. I'm gonna take off the Wi Fi. There we go. A little bit better. Now, can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me? I can hear you, yes. Perfect. Good. Perfect. Phenomenal. Um but yeah, like you were saying, uh yeah, I mean it's uh it's pretty impressive. Um it's pretty impressive that you know, somebody, I mean, really, if you think about it, it's, it's one singular player that's doing this. I mean, I think that's what's so crazy. And and the other point I wanted to mention about his stats, I don't think people are realizing the 52-point performance was just one thing. The game before that, he had 46 points. So he's essentially going 46 and then 52. The game before that, he had 20 points. And then the last game before the All-Star break, he had 44 points. So, and I actually counted, he has had, I believe, three 40 or more point games leading up until, you know, that point when he had the 44-point game right before the All-Star game. So since that point, he's already had three other games of 40 points or more. Yeah, it's nuts. It's yeah. insane. I look, I'm, I'm, I'm on top of it right now. Between that, NBA Top Shot, I've just been so reinvigorated this year. Like, oh, I love it. Yeah, I mean, the NBA, I think, is doing a lot of good things, man. I think the NBA is doing a lot of great things. And, I mean, it's players like Jaw. It's players like Trey Young. It's players like, you know, Giannis. Um, they have these personalities. They have a little bit of life to them, right? I mean, I think that's what is so captivating about Jaw is that he has a personality. He's an interesting person. He's not, you know, I, I hate to say this about Kawhi Leonard, but maybe he's not a great example because his, his awkwardness is kind of what has made his personality come to life. But he doesn't have, like, any you know, personality to him, right? He's like a robot. John Morant's somebody that if you saw him at like a restaurant, you sat down with him, you could go and hang out with him. He'd be all right. Now, don't obviously do that. But like, he is somebody that would be very receptive to that. I agree. I agree. Yeah, it's it's interesting to see how these uh, NBA players handle themselves. And when they're fun and exciting, it's fun and exciting to be a part of that that journey that they're on. Oh, yeah. Now, I want to ask you this question. I felt you know, kind of compelled to ask you this question and, and a little, little uh, you know, kind of player-relating, if you will. Joe Morant kind of reminds me a little bit of Allen Iverson in some ways. Every now and again, he kind of does. I want to hear your take. Agree, disagree? That's an interesting take. I think I think Joe Morant's just a... And I think he's going to have a better career than Allen Iverson. Um I mean, I just don't think I watched enough AI back in the day. I see all those highlights, but that was really him with the Sixers. But I mean, I wasn't too, I wasn't really into the Sixers, all Lakers all the time. But that's an interesting comparison. I see it, but I think John Rand's a lot more athletic than Allen Iverson ever was. Allen Iverson was just very. Yeah, Allen Iverson had great, he had great, it was like, I don't know how to describe it, almost like hand foot coordination in terms of just the ability to move the ball like so quickly and his feet. But like you said, it wasn't like he was explosive. Like I wouldn't say that. I mean, Allen Iverson, I think had a little bit of, you know, he had a little bit of jump to him. You know, he could, he could dunk, you know, he, but he wasn't like, I mean, Jaws like. Wasn't jumping over seven foot NBA centers and dunking on him. Yeah. And then 52 points. 
I just want to, like, he's fading away. Like, I want to get into the, the plays now because of the other night. Because the, the dunk is unbelievable. But the I think the halftime, half-court, or not the halftime, half-court, the halftime buzzer beater was honestly cooler. Because you've got the pass from Adams, right? I mean, he threw that on a strike. And Jock, I, what is it, point five on the second, point four or like- something? Yeah, I mean, there was no time. Catch it. He does that. I was like... And he makes it nothing but net. I was just like blown away that he did that. It, it reminded me kind of of the the Derek Fisher shot, who was against the Spurs, when it was like point two seconds. Like it's just like okay, it's just not going to happen. And obviously, like this one wasn't like a game winning situation, but it's nonetheless it's impressive, impre- impressive, impressive. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, hey, if I did that, I'd probably like chuck it off the side of the backboard. It hit the top I, corner or something. I feel like I wasted that. I should have saved it for the fourth quarter. <laughs> I'd probably hurt myself like jumping up for the pass. Yeah. But uh, we actually, actually speaking of that little side tangent, Tom, we can bring this on to NBA Wednesday. We are doing a, a basketball league, a little men's basketball league. So we're going to have to share the people as that goes on, how that's going, because you and I are really washed up. We're going to have to bring our medical professional girlfriends with us so when we pull our hamstrings and roll our ankles, <laughs> they can take care of us because something bad's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, just make sure they have like 911 on standby. <laughs> oh, man, that's some good stuff. Anyways, um, but yeah, man, uh, you know, final thoughts on John. We'll get into a little start bench cut. He's amazing, and I need to see more of him. NBA, if you're watching this, you probably will be because we're huge. Um put more games of the Memphis Grizzlies on national TV. I second that. I want to see more Grizzly basketball. I want to see more Grizzly basketball. We got a lot of we got a lot of Grizzly basketball that should be shown. I'm excited for that. I'm not a Grizzlies fan, but I am I will say that I am um hmm, how would you put it? Not an endorser, but a supporter. I'm a supporter of the Grizzlies. Not a fan. There's a difference. Being a supporter, if they do well, I'm happy for them. Um anyways, we're going to get into start bench cut. For anybody that does or does not know what that is, it's a little bit of a throwback topic that was on Ride in the Pine that we're going to start bringing it back. You've probably seen it on other sports outlets and whatnot. Essentially, you take three players and you say whether you want to start one, bench one, or cut one, and you pick from the three, right? So let's say it's, you know, Joe Bob, Joe Smith, and Joe Johnson. You say, I want to start Joe, whatever. You'll get how you'll you'll get it as we go along. So, Tom, what would you who do you want to start? Or do you want me to start? Yeah, I'll start. I'll ask you. I picked out three, and this is going to be really tough. This is you're going to be in a really tough position. I'm really excited. I didn't know what to do. I, I told you I was thinking about doing like sh- shortest play, or three players under six foot, but I just took three of like the best players. All right. <laughs> you ready? I am ready. John Morant. Luka Doncic, LeBron James. Start bench cut. Well, this is going to sound really wild. I actually kind of have it pieced together, but I, I want to explain my reasoning. I would start LeBron, I would bench Jaw, and I would cut Luka, and here's why. Obviously, I would start LeBron because I think LeBron is showing what he's doing is just it's inhuman. I mean, it just doesn't make sense, right? I mean, the guy is literally putting his team on his back right now. And I think that he's somebody that his game is so developed in so many facets that I would want him to start. 
Obviously, I'd want Jaw around because he does everything, right? And he also can play on both ends. The one difference in all of that is that Luca is not great defensively. So I just feel like if we're if we're looking at the if we're looking at them both offensively and defensively, Luca would probably get the short end of that. Is it a tough one though? Absolutely. But I think that if I was to construct a team in that you know kind of with that scenario, I would probably have to cut Luca. What's your say? You know, I didn't really think about that. I wanted you to get grilled with this one. This is tough. Uh, it's hard because kind of have a little man crush on Luka Doncic. I love the way he plays. He's like probably my favorite player to watch. Uh, I think this is going to sound very illogical, but when are we logical? I'm going to start Luka Doncic, bench John Moran, and cut LeBron James. All right. Well, why? I want to hear your reasoning. Um, well, uh, like I said, illogical. Luca, my favorite player in the NBA to watch. Jaw, because he's he's probably top five for me to watch. Like I think he's just so fun to just to see him dunk, and he's so quick and just so athletic. And then I can't. I've just always had this distaste for LeBron. It was it started with the whole Miami thing, like the whole press conference. I just thought it was so kind of classless. I don't know. I just was like really like. Yeah, you can have some fun with it, but it was just ridiculous. So ever since then, I just, I don't know, a bad taste in my mouth. But I think he's an unreal player. And, I mean, you could argue that he's the best player ever. Um, But that's another question and debate for another time. Yeah, we have to say that for a rainy day. Yeah, that's that's a question that will never be answered. Uh, (laughs) It's true. Yeah, Luca, Jaw, LeBron. All right. I like that. I like that. I like that. I like that. Now, I am excited to ask you mine because it's not the typical players. So it makes you really think. It's going to make you like, oh, man. So I did very average NBA centers. So just really, like, if you looked up the definition of an average NBA center, like, these three dudes' faces would pop up, okay? Are you ready? I'm so ready. JaVale McGee. Okay. Hassan Whiteside. Okay. Robin Lopez. Okay. Ooh, oh, you're yawning. That's so <laughs> average. <laughs> oh, God. That was so corny but so great all at the same time. Bravo, my friend. Bravo. Oh, I got to repeat this just so I remember. I mean, seriously. So, JaVel McGee, Hassan Whiteside, and Robin Lopez. Yep. Oh, my God. Um, well, Robin Lopez is out right now, but I'm going to assume this is a healthy Robin Lopez. Yeah, healthy. So, if Hassan Whiteside played hard and loved basketball, I would pick him. But he's very erratic, so I'm cutting him. I am then... I'm going to... If it's a healthy Robin Lopez... <laughs> I'm going to start him because he can space the floor, he can shoot, and he can do, you know what, you can really trust him. I, and then I will bench JaVel McGee because, I mean, he he's a workhorse. That dude will run, if you told him to run up and down the court a thousand times, you'd do it, right? He He's the king of shacks and a fool, but, I mean, he's there. He'll do some great things. He'll dunk the ball, he'll miss some dunks, but he'll work hard, give you some easy buckets, and he'll play defense, and you'll need that coming off your bench. All right. I like that. 
I like that. This is how I would do it. Okay. Robin Lopez, gone. See you later. Bye-bye. Oof. Yeah, no, I'd get him out of there. I just I just think that he's past that point of being like the guy that stretches. Like I think that's all gone now. I would keep Hassan Whiteside because I think that I would bench him though. I would bench him because I think that there are there there are a lot of attributes that he possesses that can be utilized in a positive way if he decides to use them. But let's face it, like you said, Tom. If he were to care, I don't think he would have been in that scenario. I would not have put him there, right? I mean, he would be a very good basketball player. Go. Go, go, go. I got I to gotta change my answer, dude. He, Robin Lopez is so average that I was thinking of his brother, Brooke Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't even... <laughs> I just hear Lopez. I'm like, okay, oh. yeah, Milwaukee Bucks. That's why I was, like, baffled that you said... Yeah, let me start Robin Lopez. I was like, what? Yeah, that completely changes everything. I was like, uh, are we talking about the same Robin Lopez? Starting JaVale McGee, Asana Whiteside's on the bench, and Robin Lopez is out of there. Dude, that was the most average lineup that you tricked me. Oh, I've been thinking about that since about 8 o'clock this morning. Is Robin Lopez even still on the box? You mean Brooke Lopez? No, Robin. What's, where's Robin at? Last I, I saw, he was like on the magic, I think. Yeah, jeez. Oh, I got to make you think, man. Dude, you're, make, you're embarrassing me. He's so average. I'm not embarrassing you. What? Heck no, man. This is, uh, it makes you think a little bit, you know? It makes you think. That was fun, though. Yeah, that was good. We'll definitely do, folks, we'll definitely do that every week. We'll do, we'll do a start bench cutter, or at least... Every couple episodes or whatever, we'll do more start pinch cuts because that kind of generates a nice little conversation. Um, but Tom, uh, approaching dinner time for us both, so I figured we, you know, sayonara on out of here. However, quick uh, couple seconds on college basketball, and especially, and I have a big smile on my face, and for everybody that may or may not know me, the reason why, well, I'll actually get really close to the microphone. Because the Badgers won last night in dramatic fashion. What a game that was. All I'm going to say is two simple things. Chucky Hepburn. That game was nuts. Insane. The last, like, four minutes were... What's Gucci17 says, who cares? (laughs) I care. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, no, I want to hear, like, a quick little thoughts on uh, NCAA basketball as we approach tournament time. A couple teams that you want to watch? Yeah, well, uh, Purdue, I've been, I like to follow Purdue throughout the season. That was a tough battle. I mean, who knows? That could be what they need to go and march through March Madness and end up with an NCAA championship title. Um, so they'll be fun to watch. Um, Wisco, I mean, same thing. You know, that's a big win for them, right? They've kind of they've had some games where it's like, okay, what are you doing? And so if they can continue on this um, path, I mean, they have a chance to get to the Final Four. Um, it's not about how you start or where you're at in the middle of the season. It's how you finish the season. Um, and lastly, um, I'm also a big fan of uh, the Arizona Wildcats. I think they have a great chance to win it all. I also put $50 down on them to win, so could win 500 so we'll see where that goes but i'm pulling for them to win the title 
um, and who knows um, what's going to happen. But all I know is it's unpredictable, and everything we say will be wrong. All right. I like that. I like that. And uh, we'll actually sign it off perfectly. We'll use What's Gucci 17's prediction here. UNC versus Duke. Who do we got? I've got Duke by probably a gazillion. I don't know about you, Tom. What do you have? Yeah. Duke by a gazillion. Yeah, Duke by a gazillion. Not even not not e- not even arguable if that's even a word. Anyways, Tom, this was great. Fought through some technical difficulties, awkward pauses, and average NBA centers. We did it. Oof. Love it. All right, okay. folks. Until next time, Jack and Tom, Tom and Jack, signing off for another NBA Wednesday. We'll catch you guys next time on Ride the Pine. Peace out.